Chapter 8 Put Away Vanity and the Love of Praise God's goal in all his acts of grace is to keep man from pride. Job 33.17 To hinder boasting, to keep the sinner humble. All that the old Christian can say is, By the grace of God, I am what I am. 1 Corinthians 15.10 And the youngest has no other confidence or boast. All confidence in the flesh. Philippians 3.3 All trust in self and all reliance on human power are set aside by the great work of the divine substitute, who did everything for us and left us nothing to do from which we could possibly draw a boast. 2 Corinthians 12.9 Galatians 6.14 Isaiah 41.16 and 45.25 The sinner's first act of believing was to agree to be treated as a sinner, in no way indebted to himself, but fully indebted to God and to his free love given in Christ Jesus our Lord. This was the laying down of all pride and vanity. Then the sinner could understand the meaning of the words glory in his holy name. 1 Chronicles 16.10 For the name in which he then began to glory was the name revealed in Exodus. Exodus 34.6 The name that assured him of the love of the God he now knew. Self was set aside. And Christ came in, to do and to be all that self had been trying to do and be. The things that seemed to benefit us before, we then counted these things as a loss for the sake of Christ. We ceased forever to glory in the flesh, or to be debtors to anything but the blood and righteousness of the Son of God. We learned to say, May it never be that I would boast, except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. Galatians 6.14 We stopped trying to work for salvation, for we had received it without working. We had received it not in order that we might indulge in sin, because grace abounded, but in order that, having our legal bonds removed and our prison opened, we might go out and serve God with our whole heart and soul. In this way, we became debtors not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. Romans 8.12 For the flesh had done nothing for us, and we owed it nothing, but debtors to God and to His love. Not to the old self, for this had brought us only sin and evil, but to Jesus Christ and His precious blood. Not to law, for it only condemned us and held us in bondage, but to that willing spirit, Psalm 51.12, that good spirit, Nehemiah 9.20, that spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set you free from the law of sin and death, Romans 8.2. Everything that could cause pride was swept away at the outset, not by law, but by necessity, by the very nature of the salvation that was brought to us, not through anything that we either could or could not do, but through the love and work and blood of another. 
let us fling away self-esteem and high-mindedness, for it is the very essence of unbelief. As the prophet told Israel, Listen and give heed. Do not be haughty, for the Lord has spoken. Jeremiah 13.15 Be meek, be poor in spirit, be humble, be teachable, be gentle and approachable. Put away all high thoughts and lofty imaginations, either about what we are or what we can do. Be content to take the obscurest corner and the lowest seat. This is not to indulge in false lowliness or in a pride that masquerades as humility, feeding our vanity with the thought that we are martyrs and puffing up our fleshly mind with the idea of our admirable long-suffering, or by brooding over our supposed wrongs and trials. Let us be truly humble, as the Son of God was, content to live unknown and to do our work unnoticed, as a work not for the eye of man, but of God. Put away all envy and jealousy of others, as well as all malice and evil speaking. Ephesians 4.31 Rejoice when you hear of a brother's prosperity. Don't begrudge him a few words of honest praise. And do not try maliciously to put an edge on it with an envious but or a grave silence or a wise shake of the head unless you have very valid reasons for withholding encouragement. Remember that Solomon's wicked man is one who winks with his eyes, who signals with his feet, who points with his fingers. Proverbs 6.13 and 10.10 Be careful to avoid gossip and backbiting. Speak of a person's faults only to the person himself and to God. Do not be critical or unkind in either thought or word. Inconsistent Christians are often more critical and harsher than the world, for they need to apologize to themselves for their inconsistencies by detracting from the excellencies of those who are more consistent than they are, and by trying to believe that good men are no better than others. Some love to speak, and they show their pride in this way, both in private and in public. If you are young and only newly led out of your former ignorance, beware of this snare. Remember Paul's advice, not a new convert, so that he will not become conceited and fall into the condemnation incurred by the devil. 1 Timothy 3, 6. If you have gifts, use them quietly and modestly, not ostentatiously. Do not be overly eager to tell your experience or give your opinion or to take rank above those older than you are. Do not think that all zeal or wisdom is confined to you and a few around you. Do not condemn others because they don't quite agree with you in everything, nor speak of them as cold, dead, and unspiritual. Do not think that no one cares about souls but yourselves that no one can preach the gospel or pray like you, or that God is not likely to bless anyone as much as you. Be humble, 
And show your humility not by always speaking evil of yourselves to others or by using the conceited phrase, in my humble opinion, as some do in order to show their humility, but by not speaking of yourselves at all. Keep self in the background and don't say or do anything that looks like baiting your hook for a little praise. Some love to rule and manage. So did Diophtrephes, 3 John 9. They are not happy unless they are at the head of everything, the originators of all plans, the presidents of societies, the speakers at meetings. Beware of this love of preeminence. It is ruinous to your own soul and damaging to the church of God. If God puts work into your hands, do it, and do it faithfully, through good report or bad report. Be willing to be contradicted and spoken against. Do not fret when things go wrong with you or your plans. Don't get angry like a spoiled child when you don't get your own way or toss everything up in disgust when you happen to be thwarted. Do not confuse yourself with Solomon or imagine that wisdom will die with you. Job 12.2 If called to preside or manage, do it, and do it with energy and authority, as one who has a trust to fulfill. But do not be haughty in mind. Romans 12.16 Are you seeking great things for yourself? Do not seek them. Jeremiah 45.5 The one who is the greatest among you must become like the youngest and the leader like the servant. Luke 22.26 All of you clothe yourselves with humility toward one another. 1 Peter 5.5 Give preference to one another in honor. Romans 12.10. Yet, be discriminating. Do not call error truth for the sake of kindness. Do not praise earnest men merely because they are earnest. To be earnest in truth is one thing. To be earnest in error is another. The first is blessed, not so much because of the earnestness, but because of the truth. The second is hateful to God, and not to be shunned by you. Remember how the Lord Jesus spoke from heaven concerning error, which I also hate? Revelation 2, 6-15, and 1 Timothy 6, 4-5. Many have lost sight of spiritual discernment as a true Christian grace. Discernment between the evil and the good, the false and the true. Beloved, Do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. 1 John 4.1 This discernment, which belongs to everyone who is taught by God, is the very opposite of that which is called in our day by the boastful name of liberality. Spiritual discernment and liberal thought have little in common with each other. Abhor what is evil. Cling to what is good. Romans 12.9 The liberality of those who substitute bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Isaiah 5.20 
is a very different thing from the charity which thinketh no evil. 1 Corinthians 13, 5, King James Version. Truth is a mighty thing in the eyes of God, whatever it may be in those of men. All error is, more or less, whether directly or indirectly, a misrepresentation of God's character and a subversion of His revelation. Revelation 22, 18-19